Hi everyone and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show where I talk about video game news stories and highlights. My name is Luke and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Games Are Fun. Games Are Fun is a video game podcast. Each week I talk about games. I'm talking about what's going on in the industry, major breaking news stories, or other times I'm talking about what games I've been playing, my experiences with video games, stories about video games. If you like video games, you have come to the right place. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a mixture of video game news from the past week. I'm talking about Death Stranding, Persona 5, Fortnite slash Avengers, and a bunch of other things. Uh, As a reminder, Games Are Fun is a weekly show. It airs every Tuesday, except for this week. And you can catch it on all the major podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Just search for Games Are Fun and you should be able to find it. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe to it, whatever platform you're listening to it on. And if you could be so kind as to share this with a friend, if you have friends that also enjoy video games and also enjoy podcasts, maybe throw it their way and they Uh, can come in and listen to me talk about video games. Uh, Before we start talking about some of the things I want to talk about this week, I did want to make a reminder that, yeah, this week's episode was a little bit late. I said last week that this... I normally release the episodes on Tuesday, but because of my work schedule just kind of interfering with everything, I've been traveling for work and whatnot, I haven't been able to release the podcast the last couple weeks as regularly scheduled on Tuesdays. But that should all be back to normal next week. You should be able to see the the episodes pop up on Tuesday. So uh, this, this episode that you're listening to airs Friday here and then uh, you only have to wait a couple more days and you will be listening to another episode for next week on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, I, I apologize for that. I It's just that's how life is sometimes. It gets hectic and you, I try to commit to you know, making sure that I don't skip a week. Sometimes that has happened in the past. Uh, Sometimes I've had to push it back a couple days. But regardless, I do my very best to make sure that uh, for those of you who do listen every week, that you do have something to listen to. So uh, thank you for your patience on that. And uh, I do have some exciting shows planned for the coming weeks. I actually have a bunch of guests lined up for some future episodes. Some of them are going to, they're all going to be on different uh, topics. Some of them are going to be more current and talking about stuff that's going on in the industry right now. And some of them are just going to be, you know, like editorial pieces. They're going to be opinion pieces that we have guests on the show and we're going to talk about a specific topic and, and basically structure the whole show around that topic. So I'm really excited to share those episodes with you guys. Uh, So please look forward to those in the future and make sure you head over to my social media accounts. Uh, search for Games Are Fun over on Facebook, um, at Twitter at Games Are Fun Pod, and Instagram at Games Are Fun Podcast. Go over there because that's the best way to stay up to date on what's going on with the podcast, what's going on with the show, any updates, any delays in episodes, that kind of stuff. Make sure you go like, subscribe, do all the things over there so you don't miss anything. Now let's get into today's show. So as mentioned, uh, we have a bunch of different things to talk about this week. Um, The first one I wanted to start with is Persona, and that is uh, from a Kotaku article by Mike Fahey. Uh, Persona 5S isn't a Switch port, it's a Persona 5 Scramble. Sorry, it's Persona 5 Scramble, a Musou game. So, let's read this article and then we can pull it apart. 
Following yesterday's detailing of a cool expanded edition of Persona 5 coming to the PlayStation 4, today Atlas reveals Persona 5 Scramble The Phantom Strikers, a Musou action RPG by Dynasty Warriors developer Omega Force coming to the Nintendo Switch and PS4. Well, <laughs> fans of Omega Force games like Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors, and Fire Emblem Warriors should be jazzed at the idea of excuse me, of a game where Persona 5 characters battle endless hordes of enemies using spectacular special moves. Nintendo fans hoping that the codename Persona 5S used on Atlas' teaser website for the game was code for a Switch port of Persona 5. Not so much. At least we've got a Joker in Smash Bros, right? No word on a release date or a stateside release. Surely we'll get both in time. So a really quick article, but the reason why I wanted to, to bring it to attention is because this was a topic that's kind of been in conversation in the industry uh, for the last month or so. Um, there was a Persona 5 Royal Edition that was announced for PS4. It's basically, uh, it has some new content in it. But for the longest time, people have been really wanting to have Persona 5 come to the Switch. I think it makes a lot of sense. I have played Persona 5. Um, I got nowhere near complete. I, I probably only put 25 hours, and that game is well over 100 hours. It's a very long game, and I think that's why it would be perfect for the Nintendo Switch. It's a, a console that you bring with you on the go. You, you bring it onto flights and road trips. You have generally you know, time where you can sit with it and play for it uh, hours on end, right? And that, that seems like the perfect game to have on the Nintendo Switch console. And so, yeah, when there was this Persona 5S announced, people just automatically assumed that that was going to be a Switch port. And also, there was a Best Buy leak. There was on a website, somebody had posted pictures of um, their inventory system at Best Buy, and there was a SKU for a Persona 5 coming to Nintendo Switch. Now, it's possible that that Persona Nintendo Switch that was on that was just the placeholder for this uh, game that actually ended up being announced. But I mean, nonetheless, this is cool. It's it's funny because this is the a debate as old as time, basically, especially in the video game world. We all have these high expectations. We all uh, eagerly anticipate when an announcement for a certain game or something coming to a certain console. And sometimes we get disappointed when it's not that. It's maybe not, it, it kind of fits in that realm. It's in the same franchise or it's similar to what we were kind of wanting, but it wasn't exactly what we wanted. And that's the case with that. But the thing is, is we're still getting something new that didn't exist before. As the article mentions, Mike, Mike says here, you know, if you are a fan of Hyrule World Warriors, Dynasty Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors, like you're gonna love this game because it's, it's more that. And if you're a fan of that, series as well as a persona fan you're gonna have a blast right um i personally haven't really experienced any of these muso style games before i played them but not too enough to kind of develop an opinion on whether i like them or not um but i mean it's cool right like you know it, it it's it's interesting it, it seems to be a kind of a trend with when with these games specifically with hyrule warriors and fire emblem warriors when those games came to switch it's like well you know that's not exactly what we wanted hyrule warriors was a little different i think it got a better reception when it was first announced for wii u um as opposed to switch because it was obviously just a port coming over to the switch um but i mean this is cool like it looks cool to me 
I don't know if I'm going to pick it up or not, but nonetheless, it's a new game coming to the Nintendo Switch on a franchise that is primarily on PlayStation consoles. So, you know, that's that's cool that Nintendo Switch owners are going to be able to play that game. Um, moving on to the next story I have, uh, Fortnite's second Avengers crossover launches today. And by the time this airs, this would be yesterday for you guys. So uh, this is from John Porter over at TheVerge.com. So Fortnite's version 8.50 patch arrives today, and as expected, it's delivering the game's second Avengers tie-in to coincide with the release of Avengers Endgame. The new limited-time event randomly assigns you to either the hero team or Team Thanos, and depending on which side you're on, you'll get to either fight with the Avengers signature weapons or be transformed into Thanos himself. Turning into Thanos works a little differently from last year's crossover event. Previously, all you need to do was find the match's single Infinity Gauntlet in order to turn into the Purple Giant. This time, there are six Infinity Stones to find across the map. If you're the first to find a stone, then you get to turn into Thanos, and the subsequent five stones increase your powers and grant your teammates more health. Unsurprisingly, if you're on the hero team, then there's no option to play as the film's antagonist. Instead, you get a treasure map, which will lead you to the to a mythic Avengers item. There are also multiple weapons from the film's protagonist available to fight with the, with that can be found in chests across the map. These include Thor's axe, Captain America's shield, Hawkeye's bow, and Iron Man's repulsors. Unlike Fortnite's standard battle royale matches, in the Avengers mode, you'll respawn until you or your opponents complete the mission objective. Hero Team is tasked with destroying Thanos' army and defeating the man himself, while Thanos' team will need to find the six Infinity Stones and kill their remaining opponents. The new game mode is available to play starting today. Epic Games hasn't said exactly how long the limited time mode is due to run for, but based on previous special events, it's likely to be available for around a week. So, I mean, this is awesome. It was kind of, uh, again, expected that with last year's crossover with Fortnite and Infinity War, we kind of expected with you know, that there would be some sort of deal again with Endgame coming out, that there would be something for, for Fortnite. And this is really good. I mean, I think Fortnite is still doing quite strong. Apex Legends, uh, when it released in February, there had a lot pulled, I think, a lot of players from Fortnite into that, even though they're very different kinds of games. Um, but it just blows me away that, yeah, Fortnite is still staying strong. It's still having awesome new modes in that. Um, this sounds really cool because... Like, I'm not a huge Fortnite fan. I'm also not a huge Marvel fan. I, I actually hate to say it, but while you guys are all watching Endgame, I am not going to be seeing it because I actually have not seen a chunk of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. I've seen a bunch of them, but like, I haven't seen a lot of the important ones that kind of lead up to Infinity War. And uh, obviously, if I haven't seen Infinity War, I can't see Endgame. So... Yeah, I I was in the process of watching them all, and then I just kind of I, I wanted to watch them all, be co totally caught up and be able to go see it Endgame in the theaters, but that didn't happen because I'm a slacker and I'm lazy. But I do plan on doing it, um, and hopefully that that will get me even more excited for the this Fortnite mode. Hopefully I can get that all done uh, while this mode is still up. I I've kind of gone in and out of Fortnite since its release. I, I played a, a lot when it first launched on uh, like an open beta or whatever. And then 
I think I've played a bit more around the first season and then whatever season it was where they added like uh, like dogs and like pets and stuff for your back bling. I jumped in on a little bit there and then the last season I kind of dabbled in a little bit and by dabble I mean like I literally played probably three or four matches and then you know there's just so many games. I'm kind of somebody who plays lots of different games. I, I if I want to keep up with Fortnite, I just, I, that would mean, you know, not giving time to some of the other games that I've been playing. So, but this, this is exciting. I am going to jump into this and check it out. I mean, having those Marvel hero weapons, um, it sounds really interesting to me, especially like Thor's axe and Iron Man's repulsors. Like those are sweet. Um, I'm not, I'm sure there's, if you look up on YouTube, you can probably see how these weapons work and um, what their strengths and weaknesses are in terms of, you know, like at Captain American Shield, how that works, that kind of stuff. It's interesting. I'm excited. Um, if any of you guys are interested in playing, you can add me. I usually play Fortnite on Xbox, so uh, cats on tacos, space between those words. Uh, you can add me on Xbox there and hit me up if you want to play some Fortnite uh, Avengers mode. So that's, that's really cool. Really excited to see that. Moving on though. Uh, next story here. This is really quick. This is just something I wanted to add um, in case there's someone out there that hadn't heard about this yet. So a group of rare veterans have reunited for a cute platformer. This is from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. So again, very, very quick article. This is actually going to require you to probably go over to YouTube and check it out for yourself. But a small group of veterans from Rare's Nintendo 64 heyday have got together to release a new platform game starring a monkey. It's called Donkey... No, wait. It's called Tamarin. <laughs> Donkey Kong 64 artist Richard Voucher, Voucher is art producer. Donkey Kong Country composer David Wise has written the game score, while the sound effects come from uh, Graham Norgate, whose time splitter soundtracks are still absolutely stellar. It's due for a summer release on PC and PlayStation 4, which is very interesting, I find. Um, it's from Chameleon Games, uh, and there's a trailer over on YouTube, or you could head over to this Eurogame article and watch it uh, there as well. It looks really sweet. Uh, I love that, like, Rare obviously was such a big developer back in the day and once Microsoft obtained them and kind of forced them to work on a lot of the Kinect stuff, they've fallen out. More recently, Rare has, you know, Sea of Thieves and they're kind of back on track at making games uh, that they're passionate about, not, you know, Kinect sports and that kind of stuff, which is really cool to see, but uh, it's great that some of those veterans from Rare way back in the day in, in its golden era, I would say, are banding together to make a new game. So I, I hope success for them. It's really cool when like more recently, we've seen things like the developers behind the Burnout series come together and create the game Dangerous Driving. It's a game I actually am, uh, I got from the library, I checked it out and I'm gonna be playing because I was a big fan of the Burnout games back in the day. So it's really, I, I like that story of, you know, because it, it is business, you know, companies, sometimes close down or people throughout the years, you know, companies change and their direction on which way they want to go. And so you have all these talented developers who sometimes leave and go off and do other things. And then after some time, they'll come back together to create, you know, some of those things, similar games that they're passionate about and made back in the day, right? That's, that's really cool when we see that. Um, so yeah, that's exciting news for any of those uh, fans of, 
you know, Donkey Kong Country and that kind of stuff. Uh, this story is kind of our last big story, I guess. I wanted to take leave this for last because I wanted to talk about this. So uh, this is from GamesRadar.com from Rachel Weber. So Hideo Kojima and Norman Reedus, uh, sorry, and Norman Reedus spill some intriguing new Death Stranding details. So. Tonight in New York, on stage with his Death Stranding star Norman Reedus, Hideo Kojima threw the audience a few tantalizing scraps of information about his new game, including how all players will be connected, how Reedus shapes the hero Sam, and about a secret area of the game where the player can take control of a camera. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, it's an open world action game, but it's really something new, said Kojima. There are so many things happening in the real world in America, in Europe. Everything is actually connected by the internet. But in a way, we're not connected in the real world these days. I'm putting that as a metaphor in the game. The player will have to reconnect the world in the game. You're, you're very alone, there's solitude, but you're trying to connect. The story and the gameplay, the keyword is connection. There are so many things in between, of course, but the key is connection, he continues. I also threw in a really new idea. You're connecting the game and everyone is playing it together and you'll be connected. Everything will be connected together as well. I can't say anything because Sony will be very unhappy. I don't want to be disconnected from Sony. Um, it's easy to read this explanation as referring to some sort of online world similar to an MMO, but knowing Kojima, it will be something far more mind-blowing than that and could use PlayStation's online capabilities in a brand new way. After all, this is the man that had characters in the Metal Gear Solid series ordering the player to turn off their console to abort a mission or reading the contents of the player's memory card. Redis, who most will most will recognize as Daryl from The Walking Dead, also spoke very carefully about how the game has been different from others he'd seen. It's a different way of thinking, said Redis. I have a teenage son. I've played some games where you just kill everybody. It's not like that. There's violent elements to it, but it's just a different thing. Redis and Kojima clearly have a lot of mutual respect and affection, and Kojima spoke of the actor almost like a muse. In Death Stranding, I'm going to put every aspect of Norman in there, he said. There's a lot of cutscenes and there's a lot of long cutscenes. You'll see Norman as Sam in the game and see his acting in the cutscenes and you'll enjoy that. Norman's secret area. One more thing, I can't say where, but if you go somewhere in the game, you won't be controlling Norman or Sam. You'll be just controlling a camera. You'll see Sam slash Norman, and you can kind of move the camera to see around. And when you look at him, he might do something like wink at you. So you're actually playing as Norman Reedus as Sam, and in the drama part, Sam will act to hit your emotions. But when you go into this special area, you'll definitely love Norman. You'll be a Norman fan. Basically, prepare for Death Stranding to be very meta. The two also describe the long process of creating a complete 3D scan of Reedus, as well as the extensive motion capture of movements and facial expressions. Even Reedus's tattoos with Kojima joking that any new tattoos he gets will have to be included as DLC. It's super collaborative. Sorry, I keep having this ad pop up for Disneyland Star Wars. It's super collaborative, said Reedus of the process. He would be a great film director as well. You're following his vision and everything is for real. Even I'm sitting here listening to you talk and the making of the connections and the putting together of the game. It comes from such an honest source. He's an honest artist. During the recording sessions, Norman gives a lot of ideas to me, added Kojima. Everyone thinks I'm a perfectionist, but no, I like a lot of things live. I, th I like a lot of things 
live. I want to really do a collaboration. Doing this with Hollywood actors, this was the first time for me and it was so stimulating for me. I had a lot of ideas flooding out. The game also features Hannibal actor Mads Mikkelsen and Leia Sedo who you'll see in the next Bond film. In terms of Redis and Mickelson, Kojima convinced them to take part without the concept even committed to paper. So we know a little more, bit more about Death Stranding. It's going to be big, it's going to be weird, and it's going to be a metaphor for a slightly broken world of today. Kojima even managed to slip in a reference to the UK's Brexit situation during the chat. I want people to think of their lives or to take a step back and look at the world and say, oh yeah, this is the connection or disconnection in the world. Like some people create walls around, like what's happening in Europe. You might see some similarities playing the game. <laughs> the dude knows things, says Redis. We didn't get any new trailers, but Kojima promised there would be more to see in a month or so. Maybe PlayStation will have something to show around E3 in June after all. Uh, and there's a quote, I have no idea how he's going to make it work. <laughs> Um, yeah, really, really cool article. As any fan of this podcast knows, I'm very interested in Death Stranding. I was fascinated, fascinated by the, the first trailer for Death Stranding. And since then, we really don't know too much else from that very first trailer. We've gotten more information on a little bit more about the game. Um, you know, last year at E3, that was probably the biggest look at the game that we've seen so far. But there's still so many questions about what this game is about, what you do in it. Is it even a real video game that's going to be playable? It, it, there's a lot of speculation because, you know, um, we're kind of left in the dark, which I kind of like. It, it's created a whole dialogue online of people coming up with theories and threads and connections between the different trailers and what we know so far, which is really cool. Um, but this is really sweet having Kojima on, on the stage and talk about the game and really talk about what it's about and uh, that it's a metaphor for what's happening in the real world is really, really sweet. Games like this that are very, very clearly pieces of, of art. I think all video games are, are, are art for the record, but just some that, you know, Kojima unsurprisingly is, is really looking at this on multiple layers and multiple levels. I really appreciate that in video games, and so I'm super excited to see what that actually means in Death Stranding. As noted at the end of this article, it did mention that we will see something very soon, and so I'm hoping that we, you know, Sony isn't going to be at E3 this year. My speculation is they're going to have something this year I don't think it will be PSX in the fall. I think we're going to get something sooner than that. I think we're going to get some sort of press conference or some sort of digital video, um, kind of like a director, their, their state of play. Um, something, something of sorts that basically talks about what ga the games that we're still waiting on, right? Last of Us Part 2, Death Stranding, and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, those are the three games that I think are going to be PS4 or PS5, multi-platform releases and yeah I, I just I really want to see more about this game it was actually one of the games that I'm like well if this is going to be a Sony PlayStation exclusive I need to get a PlayStation because when this game was announced I didn't own a PlayStation yet. I only had an Xbox and so it was one of the games that I wanted to to be a part of because I think it's going to be uh, a game that's talked about for many years to come and it's crazy that I'm even thinking that not knowing anything about a game like I think that's the power of of Kojima and what he's been able to 
like I said, create that dialogue so far with just the little amount that we've seen of the game. So it's really, really interesting. I'd like to know what you guys think of Death Stranding, what your thoughts on about, you know, what we know so far. Email me at the email address, gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com. Love to have the conversation with you and possibly bring it on to the show next week if that is something uh, that you wanted to to mention as well. So yeah, time will tell. Hopefully we get more information in the coming months uh, and maybe maybe one day we'll get a release date. Moving on though to the last little thing I wanted to talk about today. Uh, play, PlayStation Network's Golden Week sale kicks off with 500 plus games and DLC for PS4, PS3, Vita, and PSP, which is quite surprising. Um, this is by Janice... Uh, I can't say this name. Janae Sitzi, I Janae over from GameSpot. I, I apologize, Janae. Uh, the latest PlayStation Mega Sale is upon us. The annual Golden Week sale launched this morning on PSN, North America only, offering hundreds of games and DLC discounts up to 65% off and 75% off for PS Plus members. The Golden Week sale is a nod to the week of national holidays celebrated this time of year in Japan and features Japanese-made or Japanese-inspired games, including popular series like Resident Evil, Persona, Dark Souls, and Dragon Quest. The sale will run until Tuesday, May 7th at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. It's a good week to put your PS4 Plus membership to use, in addition to greater discounts on Golden Week deals. There's also a huge sale on hundreds of PS4 games and DLC going on right now that's exclusive to PS Plus members. Be sure to check it out before it ends Tuesday, April 30th. So see some of our picks from this year's sale below and browse the full collection of offerings at the PlayStation Store. So uh, these were compiled by GameSpot, just some things that you guys can, I'm not going to read them all, I'm just going to skim through them and read the ones that I think are, are pretty decent. So uh, you can get Dark Souls 3 for $27, if you have PlayStation Plus that's $21. Um, Dark Souls Remastered 32 or $28 for PlayStation Plus. Uh, Dead Cells, 20 bucks or $17.49 for PS Plus. That's a great deal. Uh, you can get Devil May Cry HD Collection for PS Plus subscribers. I'll just read the PlayStation Plus subscribers considering most people are subscribers to that. $18. Dragon Ball Fighters, Fighter Z or Fighters uh, for $24. Bucks. Um, you can get the Fighter Pass for that game for $17.49. Um, Final Fantasy Royal Edition for $25. Bucks. Gravity Rush Remastered for $9. Uh, you can get Gravity Rush 2 for $12. That's a great deal. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Collection, $87. Kingdom Hearts 3 for $40. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite for $16. Monster Hunter World for $20. Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom for $36. Uh, Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight VR uh, for $36. Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight VR, 36 bucks. Resident Evil 2, uh, which just came out, you know, earlier this year for 40 bucks. That's a great price. Um, Yakuza 6 for $24. That's awesome. Um, and then I won't bother with PS3 and PS Vita. It's crazy. There's a PSP sale on here as well, which is pretty cool. There's like Final Fantasy 3, Final Fantasy 4. Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics, The War of the Lions, and Mega Man Maverick Hunter X. 
that's crazy. You think of how old the PSP is and they're, have a sale on that that's pretty cool so nonetheless if you have a playstation you're a playstation plus subscriber go on there there's a ton of deals i just read a bunch um but there's even i uh, like they've they've even broke it down uh, i even broke it down more so yeah there's like 600 plus deals on there or sorry 500 plus so make sure you head over there check them out take advantage of those deals because um yeah games are expensive and it's awesome when we can get them for sale Anyways, that is the show this week. I know it is kind of a shorter one. It's just uh, a bunch of news story. But like I said, that's kind of what I have to do right now with how busy it is. Uh, expect some some longer episodes in the coming weeks with, with those guest features. I'm going to be pushing those episodes much more than these smaller ones. But nonetheless, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a review on iTunes. That stuff goes such a long way really helps bring in new people to the show and it also helps motivate me to bring you guys great content each and every week so uh, we will be back with another episode next Tuesday we'll be back on the regular schedule there and yeah I'm excited for you guys to hear those future episodes so um, oh before I leave I, I almost forgot I mentioned last week days gone I do have the game I'm going to be playing it I it's going to take a while for me to you know fully complete I want to do as many things in the game i obviously want to meet beat the main campaign but i want to do as many side missions and that kind of stuff as well and so i'm going to be having a days gone review episode uh, i'm going to be talking giving a review for it and then at the end of the episode i'm going to be talking more spoilers and talking about the story and stuff so that episode doesn't have a scheduled release date yet because i'm still working on the game but once I get closer to concluding it, then I can give you guys an exact date. That won't be a regular Tuesday released episode. That'll probably be a bonus episode in whatever week it comes out. So please stay tuned for that. And again, you can head over to social media sites to follow for when that is going to be released. So I hope you guys have a great weekend this week and we will talk to you next weekend. Or <laughs> I hope you guys have a great weekend and we will talk to you next week. That's how that should have went. Anyways, talk to you later, guys, and play all the games.